Hormones Part 2, Xenoestrogens and Hormone Mimickers, featuring Leslie Kasanoff and Angie Aids. This is episode 156 on Alternative Health Tools, where together we discover alternative healthcare tools and also explore integrative healing philosophies for both individuals and practitioners. Hello to all, this is Angie and Leslie, and we are ready to rock your world on hormones and how to conquer them, part two. If you've not had a chance to listen to our part one, you've got to do it because we talked about soy and it may challenge your thinking. All right, Leslie, (laughs) it is time for you to shine your genius in part two about hormones. All yours. Okay. And before I forget to do this, like I did last time, the first thing I'm going to say is that if you want a really good resource that will take you further with any of this discussion, you can pick up my 14 hormone hacks link. The notes will be in the show notes and that will help you with next steps on this. Beautiful. I love it. And so today what we mainly wanted to cover was a topic that we're going to call xenoestrogens. And what xenoestrogens are is they're compounds in our environment that behave like estrogen in our body, though they were never intended to be that way. And we're talking about mostly man-made petroleum-based products. And they can be in everything from the cosmetics that you're using to the detergents you're using to the, you know, the things that you cook your food with the things that you store your food in and just a whole host of things. And then there's stuff in the environment, there's pesticides, there's air pollution, there's, there are a ton of them. And this, this is only going to cover a few things on the surface. So understand that there's a lot more here and, going into this and getting this into balance is a lot is some of the work that I end up doing with my patients or clients. Um, when, you know, when kind of the first line of defense doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this is just going to be the tip of the iceberg. And I think probably the easiest place to start is with the things that we put on our skin. And I'm talking about liquid soaps and shampoos and anything that you put on your skin that's going to make you look better, feel better, smell better, any of that stuff has the potential that it could have substances in it that have hormonal activity. Yeah, you know, I totally agree because especially the smell good, it it has a phthalate, which is what it's pronounced as, starts with a P, but phthalates. And if you have any type of um, weight that needs to be released, that's where the toxins are shunted off to. And then Mm -hmm. as we talked about in part one, that's also where the estrogens hang out and that can create havoc. So definitely what you put on your skin, it's, it's, you know, it it goes right into the body. It's it's your next to your lungs, right? What you put in goes right to your body and start stressing out the liver because we know the liver has to conjugate all of this hormone business in order to properly process down to the healthy hormones that make us youthful and all the other good things. Right. There are lists of these products and 
one of the best resources is ewg.org, which is the Environmental Working Group, which is a nonprofit that is basically committed to getting toxins out of our lives. And when you go on there, there is a section of it that's called Skin Deep. And you can type in the the brand name and the product name. And what if what you're using is common, it may come up right there. And if it's not, then you may have to go down the tunnel of actually typing in, actually keyboarding in each individual ingredient to see if they're a problem. And they'll rate those ingredients from on a scale of one to 10. Yeah. And so you basically want to try and get everything that's a three or more out of your life. But the easiest way that I've found that's kind of a little, now that people are becoming more aware, it's become a lot easier to look on the label and see that it says that it's phthalate free, that it's organic and things of that nature. And if you can get products that are organic, then you're going to be that much better off. There's that much less to worry about. Right. You know, in the, uh, shampoos, we hear a lot about the sodium lauryl sulfate. And mm -hmm. so that's one of those. You also are finding it in some toothpaste. And so you've got yes. even some fluorides, uh, which we're not going to go down that right this moment, but fluorides in the toothpaste and, and sodium lauryl sulfate in the toothpaste. So it's really looking at those and realizing those toxins get into the body and our body's already challenged enough with just the toxins we're eating, breathing, and the emotional toxins, right? Right. That, that's going on. So excellent point. I love it. Exactly. And, and, you know, people don't think about the fact that what you put on your body penetrates into your body. And similarly, even like the toothpaste, you know, you might not think about it as like, well, I spit the toothpaste out. It's like, yeah, on, on your skin, it takes... I know the calculation has been done that it takes 26 seconds for a product on your skin to penetrate into your, into your system. Now, if you put that in your mouth, in your mucosal membranes, it's going to be significantly less. I don't know what that number is, but it's just going to be a couple of seconds, you know, and Absolutely. that stuff is going to be penetrating into your body. And we think about it in terms of, you know, homeopathy, we give medicines that you put under the tongue because that's how they're absorbed. That's how they're designed to be absorbed. Quicker, faster, better. Uh, yeah, quicker, faster, <laughs> quicker, faster, better. Well, when you're brushing your teeth with that sodium lauryl sulfate stuff, it's like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Exactly. I love so, that. Yeah. So the stuff that you, you know, so your shampoos, your deodorant, your makeup, um, your skin softeners, your, you know, basically you want to go back to trying to find an organic source for as much of that stuff as you can. And they're really out there now too. I mean, there's yeah. whole entire body lines yeah. that don't have the fake cucumber melon smell that, you know, that you might smell or the fake fragrances coming from the candle shop or, or whatever mm -hmm. it is. There's makeups that are natural. There's a lot of solutions and choices now. And, and we're challenging you to step into that because we're, we're talking about xenoestrogens as our part two hormones podcast. And this is something that we can prevent. We can exactly. be a lot of proaction and there's a lot of choices out there right now. 
And you mentioned candles, so that kind of segues into fragrances and pollution and that kind of stuff too. So fragrances, unless they're from essential oils, the term fragrance on an ingredients list, I think it's up to 300 different chemicals that they can have as a mixture in there. And we have to go back and realize that there are no, there are basically no regulations about our cosmetic products. I mean, that's the name of the game. It is basically still the wild west out there. There hasn't been a major change to the, the Cosmetics Act since you probably know this, Angie, since 1938. <laughs> so anything that's come into existence since then has just been able to get swooped in and be okay because yeah, it's not it's it's not regulated in the same way that the FDA regulates supplements or drugs or anything that goes into your body and anything that goes on your body is a separate category it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be regulated basically at all yeah and there are a million new chemicals that aren't even tested that are out yeah. there and accepted every year uh, yeah. for our consumption from, from my understanding there have been like I want to say like 150,000 different chemicals created since since the 1938 law and exactly how many of those can you know are designed to go on your skin I can't say for sure but the figure that I do know is that of the ones that have been designed to go on your skin less than 2% of them have actually been tested. Absolutely. So for those so, liking fragrances, because everyone seems to like fragrances, just understand essential oils. <laughs> yes, exactly. There are diffusers <laughs> with essential oils, but I will caution you that essential oils can be therapeutic so they can make movement emotionally, physically, and mentally, and they're powerful. So use them accordingly, but they are definitely much better than the plug into the wall whatever that fragrance is that folks, um, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and it turns into xenoestrogens. I mean, let's be for real. Now you're really moving yourself into a disease pattern by just what you're smelling in your home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the, you know, so in terms of that, but also that also brings it back to not only fragrances and those things, but fragrances in your laundry detergent, fragrances in your dishwashing detergent and in your cleaning products and your dishwashing detergent and your cleaning products and your, and your laundry detergent are all problems in and of themselves as well, because they can also have phthalates in them. Absolutely. You know, the little, what I call Skittles in a container that you put in your uh, laundry to make it smell good. Oh, I know. Dangerous. <laughs> And there's alternatives out there as well. There's lots. We're, we have a great market now for alternatives yeah. from, from the sheets to the little egg. to there's lots of different alternatives that are very natural, very wholesome, and they do clean your clothes. And let's face it. I mean, Leslie, I know you agree. We don't get dirty like we used to. So no. I'm not saying the mechanic doesn't need his clothes, you know, clean by Centos. I'm not suggesting that. But what I'm saying <laughs> is the average person does not need 
the old fashioned heavy duty cleaners. And not to mention, right. there's even some that you can make yourself. So, so I love right. it. So you're looking at your cleaning, you're looking at your cleaning supplies, your clothes, your, you're laying on formaldehyde ridden bath or uh, bed sheets. I mean, you really have to look at all of that because all of that's playing a role in that. So I love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And so what else uh, do we want to talk about? So we've talked about what's on our skin, fragrances and the candles, cleaning mm -hmm. supplies, some options, lots of choices. What else? Okay. So the next thing would also be what we cook our food in and what we store our food in. Because there again, Teflon. <laughs> and, so. and silverstone <laughs> and all that you know all all those great convenience products that are supposed to help the food slide off of our pans so that they don't get dirty well those things actually are putting chemicals into our bodies and if anybody has seen, there's a movie, there's a documentary, um, is it Dark dark Waters or Deep Waters on the Teflon industry and what was done, what DuPont did to hide all the toxicity that was going on. Surely not. And, oh, surely not. <laughs> no, no, no. It, there, there would never be, a, an American chemical company would never do anything untoward. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. And then you're talking about storage. So let's right. talk about storage. Right. But but I did want to go back to the Teflon thing for, for the reason that they've done testing apparently throughout the world. And they found that as far as they can determine, every human on earth, whether they've used Teflon or not, has that chemical in their body. That's how long that stuff remains in the it it just stays permanently in the water system it is just like pervasive everywhere at this point right which is another reason which we're, we'll get to a, a, a many podcasts down the road we have it laid out where we're going to talk about detoxing and resetting right so what right. is a detox and what is a cleanse and what it is not and and why do you do it because some people think well your body naturally detoxes well my friend <laughs> It can't if it's bombarded with all the stuff we're talking about. Yep. It needs some help. And so that's another podcast. But just bringing that up that and you're talking about the food that you're, you know, the, what you're cooking in the, the actual, yep. you know, pans. Ideally, our bodies should be able to detox. But in in on our planet in this day and age, it's a little more than most than what most bodies can handle. And so a little bit of detox once in a while is definitely an important thing. But yeah, this, you know, and, and similarly, the Silverstone is a similar problem, but may not, we don't know if it's to the extent yet or not. And if you are going to cook with a nonstick, the best thing that I can suggest is that you want to use a ceramic and you don't want to use this. And even the ceramic coated can be a problem because what is underneath there could be a problem. So you want to use full ceramic. Right. And then we get into the whole thing about what are we storing our food in and, and that whole thing. So that's the whole conversation about plastics and 
there are plast some plastics that are safer than others. And I believe it's, I always forget the numbers on it. I think it's three, four, and no, it's four, five, and seven, I think are considered the safest. But the, but the thing is, is that anything that has B, BPA in it, of course, is now a lot harder to get because they've actually finally recognized that it's a problem. Right. But yeah, <laughs> no figure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like to store all my stuff in glass. It just makes me think it's cleaner. But let's just yeah. think about these plastics that individuals are storing in. And then some people still use a microwave. So they take that leftover spaghetti and they put it in the microwave and mash the button. And now we've not only heated up the food, we've now really had an impact on heating up the plastic that it's in. Right. Yeah. And that plastic is going to leach into there. And then if that, take that one step further, that if that spaghetti has a marinara sauce on it, that's more acidic, it's going to pull even more crap out of that container and put more of that into your food. So that makes it even worse. Right. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, for sure. Glass, you know, as much as possible, glass only for storing your food. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just gets to be more than what people are willing to do sometimes. Right. And, and so there again, take it one step at a time. You know, um, I would say the most important thing is not, you know, not cooking with or storing your stuff in plastic and then. Right taking it one more step each time. Yeah, I agree. Taking yeah. baby steps, you know, yeah. that's what we did. We got rid of all plastic, bought all glass, uh, mm -hmm. stored our food in nothing but glass. Good old fashioned canning jars are amazing. And they make some really good lids now for that. Mm -hmm. And then start moving uh, into those cleaning supplies, either use up what you have or get rid of yeah. what you have and start yeah. replacing them with environmental friendly, which ultimately is body friendly supplies. Right. And then looking at the fragrances and candles and essential oils and diffusers and how can we implement, again, something better. And then mm -hmm. your skin. I mean, that's an easy fix because there's so many products out there now uh, that can accommodate that. And I just always remind everyone, either pay now or pay later, because, again, disease doesn't happen the day you have a diagnosis. Disease happens over a period of repeated activity that assaults the body and the body's not able to respond in a healthy way because it's bombarded in so many different angles. So the exactly. liver has to decide what's it going to conjugate. The, the body has to decide what's it going to expel and then what's it going to shunt over to the belly fat and the whatever. Right. So the right. body's making the best choices to survive every day. And we want to help it not make more negative <laughs> issues and insults <laughs> on it. Right. And not only what what is it going to conjugate, what can it conjugate? Because a lot of these substances that are now in our environment, our bodies were not designed to be able to handle because they're man-made and there's nothing similar that exists on the earth. And guess what? We've evolved throughout all the eons and our bodies have been, have been designed that they can detoxify or shunt away into storage a lot of things but substances that our bodies have never seen until 30 years ago, our liver doesn't know how to handle those things. Right, right. Yeah. 
Right. It's going to put it off in the back closet until the back yeah. closet starts overflowing. Exactly. For sure. And that awesome. back closet is unfortunately your fat cells. It is. Yeah. yeah. For it, sure. Yeah. Wow. All right. What else do you have on the xenoestrogen department? These man-made petro-based products. The other thing is more the obvious, not so obvious about pesticides and, you know, the fact that that, that a lot of them are in the foods that we're eating and that whole thing. So that's another area. And, you know, for people that live in areas where, food is grown that can be another area the so, flyover the plane flyovers to all those farms that are yeah, uh, yeah. nicely giving you a nice wind breeze right upon your house <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i'm familiar yeah <laughs> so yeah and, and you're in the midwest so you may have more of that than i do i don't yeah. know are, are, are you in are you in the city or are you I am. Yeah, I'm not in the country. I'm in the city. Okay. But okay. anytime you take a drive out, you're seeing, you know, the the low, what I call the low flying plane spread its goodies all over. And and it's all back to yield when it comes to the farmers. Yeah, uh, I, I'm proud to say one of my clients turned into an organic farmer and uh, him and his family's doing great with that. And it's a beautiful thing. Yay. But, you know, becoming organic farmers is a lot of work and there's a lot of steps you have to take. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to go down that. But mm-hmm. it's like seriously rotation and stuff. So you really want to support any organization that's stepping forward to make our environment better and really having yeah. a a conscious footprint, not just um, not just going through the motions, right? So we call exactly. it conscious capitalism, consciousness. And I really encourage you to support the organizations that are giving you products that are healthy for your skin, support mm-hmm. the organization says giving you an alternative to fragrances and candles and, and an alternative to cleaning supplies and an alternative to the storage containers and cleaning and an alternative mm-hmm. to pesticides. And those organizations that are, are taking a stand for us and our health and our future, I'm going to encourage you to to really embrace that. And I, I'm challenging right. you to look at that organic foods aren't more expensive if you eat a quality nutrition, you don't eat as much because you would never eat pounds and pounds of potatoes that you <laughs> eat in that bag of potato chips, right? And, exactly. and it, it just and it keeps it keeps snowballing per se. There's lots of things that mm-hmm. we're challenging you right now to take that step and help your clients. If you're a practitioner, give them those alternatives. And if you're a, a client, we're encouraged you to to value your temple, right, Leslie? I mean, we have Ex- one, yeah, right? And pay now or pay later. But my friend, you're going to pay mm-hmm. <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah. And there are, as you and. In- indicated there are a ton of resources there are t- there are new companies coming online all the time whether it's the products that you're storing your food in or the products that you're cleaning with or whatever there are much healthier alternatives now right so we're really challenging you sending out a little challenge to really step in uh, support these organizations and support your life and your health for that matter mm-hmm. yeah so awesome. All right, Leslie, you've rocked out hormones part two. Uh, anything else you would like to say as we wrap up this podcast? 
I mean, it's been a superficial overview, but I think we've given them basically the nuts and bolts to start taking this further. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people forget, right? The basics, they forget mm -hmm. what we're talking about. They Sometimes we look on such the big overview that we forget, oh, wow, if we just did <laughs> yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah. Just awesome. look at getting a little bit more organic in what you're putting on your skin. And I love it. Yeah. So beautiful. All right. I'm going to encourage everyone to download the 14 hormone hacks that Leslie has put together just for you. It's in the show notes. It will give you the tools uh, and some resources in which to start that journey on conquering the hormones and conquering your health. So with that said, again, we're grateful for you joining us on this podcast. We have lots more fun to bring you. Any suggestions that you have, we'd love for you to respond to the link in the show notes so that we can deliver what you want from us. So again, thank you so much. God bless. And as always, make it an epic day. See ya.